Peter Parker's defense against the Sinister Six is a legal one from the associates of Nelson and Murdoch and Walters. Flash Thompson, I think, is going to become Hobgoblin. Craven the Hunter is going to try and kill Spider-Man, uh, but accidentally he's going to kill our dear friend Ned. <gasps> Uh, welcome back to New Rock Stars. This is Rogue Theory, and yeah, we're still trying. We're trying it. We're gonna try to give you a daily dose of distraction, uh, and we're also gonna try to give you a little bit of these insane Spider-Man Three plot details that supposedly Tom Holland is saying are insane, but he's easily uh, made crazy. Uh, with me, of course, is Eric Voss. Hi, it's, it's I'm here. Yeah, uh, and you are six feet away, correct? Yeah, at least six feet away. Yeah, but, uh, I'm awfully close to these headshots. I feel a bit nervous. Uh, speaking of, we have Tommy Bechtold. <laughs> Tommy, don't be so grumpy. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Marina Mastros. <laughs> Guys, Tom Holland did an interview with a Filipino newspaper, no relation, and he said that the next Spider-Man movie is going to be insane. Ooh. You read this. You read all Filipino papers. Uh, and everything with Tom Holland in it, for sure. He also mentioned it would start shooting in July, and Zendaya's going to be in it. Hey, she's coming back. That's good news. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she didn't know until that moment. Yeah. But what I actually want to know is not about that. I want to know, why does he think this movie is going to be insane? The events of the first one, not insane. The second one, not insane. The Avengers movies has been in Civil War, not insane. Spider-Man 3 is going to be insane. Let's hear some rogue theories on why it's going to be insane. We and sound insane right now talking to pictures. <laughs> Speaking of sounding crazy, Eric, take it away. Okay, so Tom Holland described the script as insane, right? So we've pitched before how Spider-Man 3 will probably deal with the fallout of Spider-Man 2. Peter Parker is a fugitive. He's out there in the open. But really, they're going to be wanting to get the Sinister Six in this movie. Mm. I think that's a given. And uh, So you think this will be the Sinister Six yeah, movie? Yeah, I think it's going to be the Sinister Six movie. We've gone through who I think will be in that lineup before. I think a big part of it is going to be... Mysterio's post-mortem fake news network that's trying to tear Peter Parker's name and reputation down with uh, J. Jonah Jameson helping out with that whole media narrative. Now, right. What, Which is a reference to the original appearance of Mysterio working with J. Jonah Jameson in the 60s comics. Right, right, right. Now, I think the insane part that Tom Holland's referring to is a new curveball cameo that Oh, you got that curveball. Yeah, I got it loaded up. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Spider-Man, Peter Parker is going to need a hell of a legal defense. And we started to hear some rumors coming out there. Kevin Smith was talking about it this week that Spider-Man 3 may feature the arrival of Matt Murdock in the Whoa, MCU. Whoa, so played think- by... Charlie a completely Cox. different person. No, Charlie Cox is perfect in this role. People da- already know yeah. him. They already love him. Daredevil for sure gets you a rogue. Hold on one yes. sec. Uh, is it sanitized? Yeah, okay. I'm doing that right now. There right. you go. Okay, good. Size uh, better. All right. Some of the paint came off. Yeah. The rogue paint. <laughs> rogue wipes. So I think Peter Parker's defense against the Sinister Six is a legal one from the associates of Nelson and Murdoch and Walters. That's right. I think She-Hulk is going to be oh, joining that legal defense. Snap. Yeah, that's two rogues, Eric. Uh, She-Hulk, 
Sorry, I gotta take a second here. I did cough on all of these earlier. <laughs> yeah, that routine's really gotta stop. What is Spider-Man charged with? Murder? He's charged with murder. He's charged with like terrorism, right? Because they're blaming. <laughs> He's like a sixteen-year-old kid. Hey, uh, a lot of the members of ISIS are little okay, babies. Okay, all right. They got ISIS babies, and they're adorable. adorable but they're yeah. coming, and they're ISIS babies. <laughs> They'll make your nightmares reality. The, uh, I mean, they're putting all of everything Mysterio did in Far From Home, uh, raining hell on these European cities. Lots of people died. Lots of irreplaceable architecture was destroyed. Like, and countless just lives. All on this kid. All like, on this boy who just had access to Tony Stark's way too powerful drone technology. The civil suit alone. Oh, sure. Yeah. That, that's really what puts you yeah. in the grave. Okay, I'm feeling it just because I really want those characters to show up. Yes. I like it, but Tommy's making me a mean face <laughs> me can we show that mean face that he's making he just seems really annoyed about this theory uh-huh. sleepy tummy yeah i think uh so he gets a sleepy tummy uh i think let's go ahead and oh he has a pop figurine too let's go ahead and give him a listen to what tommy thinks is going to make spider-man insane what's up bills fans tommy beck told here coming at you live from my bunker in western new york so today we're talking Spider-Man. First of all, great question, Philip. You're doing a hell of a job hosting. Uh, so yeah, well, so Tom, uh, Tom Holland said that it's absolutely insane. Why do I think it's insane? Because as I've been saying all along, the villain in this movie is going to be Craven the Hunter. Okay? So what's going to be insane? Someone's going to die. That's my rogue theory. Spider-Man is going to get dark. Spider-Man's going to turn off the dark, if you mean... Turn on the dark. Turn. What turn was the name the of that dark. Broadway show where they all kept dying? Turn off the dark. Cats. Uh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, Spider-Man's going to get super dark, super, super dark. Uh, let's see. What else do I think? Okay. So here's why. Craven the Hunter is going to come into the world. We all know he's obsessed with killing Spider-Man because he wants to kill one of everything, right? He's like mm-hmm. a very dark Noah, right? Instead of an arc, he's got a a uh, mausoleum where he just puts one of every species. So I'm thinking Craven the Hunter is going to try and kill Spider-Man, uh, but accidentally he's going to kill a major character in the Spider-Man universe. And this character, though it pains me to say so, is our dear friend Ned. <gasps> That's right. Lovable. Yeah. Robust. Still fits in the spider suit, Ned. I hate to say it, but my theory is the reason that it's insane is because towards the end of the second act, we're going to have Ned sacrifice himself to save Peter. It's going to take Spider-Man from the beloved, innocent kind of high school boy character into the now brooding man who understands the fragility of life. So Atomic you heard it here first. Sorry, I didn't silence my phone. Uh, Spider-Man t- is going to be... <laughs> got to turn off your phone, Tommy. Uh, insane, because we're going to lose Ned. Mm-hmm. No, that's mm-hmm. I have nothing else. Great follow-up, Philip. Uh, how is it going to happen? I would say uh, fall into a vat of acid. Yeah, he's going to fall into a vat of acid. No, probably, uh, probably Ned will jump... Uh, in front of Spider-Man or Peter, it's probably going to be... Okay, so here's what I think the situation is. You could have done more takes of this, Tommy. You could have prepared. <laughs> uh, One take, Tommy. Peter Parker is, we know, going to be a fugitive 
it's going to be a situation where we all are led to believe that Peter Parker is Spider-Man at the end of Spider-Man 2. J. Jonah Jameson announces it. I think it's that's going to be a misdirect. I think the beginning of Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man, I'm calling it Home Hunting, House Hunters International, because Craven the Hunter uh, is going to be Peter's defense mounting, proving that he's not Spider-Man, quote unquote. Obviously, we know he really is. So... <laughs> It's going to be a situation where Ned is uh, in peril and Peter cannot turn into Spider-Man or be, or be Spider-Man or reveal himself to be Spider-Man because otherwise he will uh, have all of his legal trouble and potentially go back to jail. So my theory is that Ned dies heroically, uh, sacrificing himself to save Peter and the legacy of Spider-Man. Thank you. I'll take all the rogues. I don't like the idea that Spider-Man would protect his identity or or say I'm definitely not Spider-Man rather than save Ned's life especially <laughs> since he's already technically been outed so even if he gets unouted somehow like I don't know it's a, that's his best friend that's his homie but I am going to give you a rogie Thomas because I do really like the idea somebody needs to die in this thing yes. and it's it's about time like we are at a place where you know it's like kind of that conversion of high school into college where you're like who am I going to be what's the grown up version of me going to be like mm-hmm. and it, that usually requires some sort of feeling of loss or sense of loss we can't it'd be boring if the MCU version was like he loses his you know favorite hangout with his friends and his some of his favorite high school friends as he goes to college instead that can be represented through losing a friend in a real way I mean that's what these movies are all about anyways right the metaphor that we relate to uh, and then he becomes Spider-Man instead of Spider-Boy, as we all call him constantly in the movies are called. Yeah. You know what the title of this one should be? Should it be Spider-Boy to Man. Spider-Boys to Men. Oh, my God. But not the number two, since it would be the third one. Spider-Boy 3 Man. Now that we've come to the end of the web. Three Man and a Little Spider-Boy. <laughs> what a terrifying movie. Uh, speaking of terrifying, Marina, <laughs> there's a dragon on your shoulder. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, but... You also have a theory, correct? Let's hear it. Hey, guys. So the most insane thing, right, that I think is going to happen in the new Spider-Man movie. Oh, my crutches. My old crutches from when I had hip surgery. She's trying to get sympathy for (laughs) Really getting to know each other here. Uh, Okay, so the most insane thing that's going to happen in the new Spider-Man movie is that Flash Thompson, I think, is going to become Hobgoblin. And there's two things that are going to happen from that. So one, Spider-Man has to defeat him. Yeah, normal movie plot. But because Spider-Man is now revealed, uh, he's going to have all this attention on him. He's going to distance himself from his friends. So that's going to isolate Ned Leeds, right? So when Flash Thompson becomes a Hobgoblin through his parents' technology company that they work for, uh, some rogue technology is going to come into contact with it. It's going to help him become... She's uh, not sorry to interrupt, but I mean, that would finally answer that thing of in Far From Home, what is going on with Flash's parents? Yeah, yeah. It turns out that they are very rich. Developing military technology. Or really cool boards. Yeah. Yeah. And really ugly masks. Uh Goblin themed (laughs) Goblin masks. Okay. I'm kind of, I'm I'm, I'm waiting to see where she takes it because I'm not sure if I'm I'm with it. Hop Goblin, which is a nice nod to... um... Green Goblin, but we don't have to rehash that villain because we've seen it a hundred thousand times. We don't have an Osborn. So that's right. When Flash becomes Hobgoblin, he's gonna realize, okay, I want my parents' attention because he basically hasn't had it at all, and but he doesn't want the attention of the world. So he's going to use um, some kind of technology to 
put the blame or get Ned Leeds to actually be the public face of Hobgoblin. And this is from, this is actually a comic book storyline. So where uh, Ned Leeds is the public face of uh, Hobgoblin, but it's through brainwashing. And I think in this movie, it's going to be through technology where it gets control of his. Wait, 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 Marina. Under the mask of Hobgoblin is Ned Leeds. Like he takes off the mask and now you see you see Ned, but it's actually Flash Thompson controlling him. Brainwashed with technology. With technology. But I'm not body shaming the uh the actor, but Jacob Batalon or something. Uh his friend might recognize him and he, he uh. Well, you haven't seen Ned in the shape he's getting in for, for oh, Spider Man 3. True. He's got probably Kamel's trainer. This guy's going to be jacked or just normal. Maybe Kamel's training him. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting, too. Like, he like shows up at the beginning of the movie and he's like, Whoa, you look great. I finally hit my growth spurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like bench pressing, yeah. actual bench. With and Flash on Thompson it. is using a remote control. Like, on him to, like, <laughs> I've make been him brainwashed with technology. Yeah, that's what it is. Marina, you're right. You get a rogie so far for making Flash Thompson evil, jamming Ned Leeds into a hobgoblin suit and making him controlled by Flash Thompson. And you've got more. Some way, technologically, and Flash Thompson is controlling Ned Leeds, and Spider-Man thinks, oh, great, now I have to like take out my best friend. But really, he doesn't realize that it's actually Flash Thompson controlling him. So, so he thinks that's bad. The movie to both save his friend and get rid of Flash Thompson, and whether that means just separating the technology from him or killing him, I don't know. I don't think we want to see Spider-Man kill Minor because <laughs> he's probably only seventeen. Because they think they're still in high school. Minor on they Minor. College. If he's eighteen, he can kill him. Um, no. <laughs> <clears throat> guys, look at my nice poster. It is pretty nice. Whiz bang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, a quarter rogi for the attempt at the end with the very with convoluted the poster. Oh man! Okay, so the implications of this are that Spider-Man's life is ruined, plus brainwashing his friend. Yeah, plus hobgoblin stuff. Yeah, and then Zendaya is just uh, also all over Ned. Too, well, she didn't time. mention Zendaya in her in her theory, so I wonder if Zendaya. It's all shot from Zendaya's phone. She's recording the whole thing, mm. and it's found footage, right? And she's she's controlling Flash Thompson. Via yes, the, via yeah. the who's controlling who? Really? Yeah, um, I like the parts where it takes uh, the the people that have become close to him, and he he has to choose like whether or not he's on the same side as them anymore. I'd want grown-ups though as bad guys. It's like part of the dynamic to me a little bit of the the Spider-Man thing is a snarky teen putting grown-ups in their place. Yeah, it's like Peter Pan. An ageless you know? child yeah. defeats adult pirates. Glenn Close. Yeah. Is in hook. Yeah. So I'm feeling it. All right. Uh let's hear him again in a tweet. Seeking legal defense team for Peter Parker against Mysterio Fake News. And then a reply under that tweet is, we got you covered, bro, from your friends at Nelson Murdoch and Walters. Call Tommy Bechtold. Calling Tommy Bechtold. Mobile. Hello. <coughs> hey, dude, we're shooting right now. Uh, you forgot to give us your Spider-Man theory in a tweet. Can you give it to us? Oh, yeah. Hang on one second. 
dead Ned goes to Spider-Man's head. Are we full of dread? I guess I could watch X-Men instead, except for there's a virus that keeps us inside us. <laughs> keeps us inside us? All right. Yeah. All right. I want everyone to be inside each other for the duration of this uh, quarantine. How does he do it? Great. And then um, can you also uh, just summarize Marina's too really quick? Ned becomes Hobgoblin. No longer goblin, the corn on the cobblin that made him so roblin. Roblin? Roblin, round. <laughs> <laughs> roblin is not a synonym for round. Yes, it is. In Tom language, it is. In Tommy talk, it is. That boy is so roblin. He's been eating too much Halloween candy. Look at that roblin boy trying to play basketball. All right. Well, good good tweets. Uh, uh, Philip, am I beating the recordings? You are so far. <laughs> you are beating the recordings. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of uh, beating off, uh, we want to be confident in the bedroom, yes, especially now of all times. More than ever. Guys, bluechew.com offers the first chewables with the active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis. Problem solved. Uh, Also, I am going to note that you're taking them just to beat off, just for your own pleasure of just like look i can't get it off with that without this but if that is you that's totally fine in fact you should be doing it more now it uh-huh. just stay inside and eliminate contact with others all of it's good for you yes it's true especially also blue chew because it's cheaper than the other versions and it's made in the u.s so you know it's probably safer maybe who knows um and also, you don't have to go anywhere in public right now to, to try to get it. You don't have to go to your doctor's office or your pharmacy. Uh, they actually do a free online consultation. And once approved, your order gets shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging. But also, it doesn't have to be discreet. Like, I'm I'm fine to admit that I would chew on some blue if it made me uh, pump out the glue. <laughs> you can get a, a really great deal on it. And honestly, like, if this is not the time to be experimenting at home with what you're doing uh, with you or your partner, then when is? Go to bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code NEWROCK. That's rock with an R, new rock. Uh, just pay $5 shipping. That's it. Again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, bluechew.com, and use promo code new rock, Eric. New rock. Already on it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You are? You I'm did come with it. some I extra am, vigor today. I am on the yeah. process of looking up that URL. In order you refuse to, to stand up, I've noticed. Well, the table's about to rise. <laughs> Very little. Uh, the table rises. <laughs> I want to try it. I'll be honest. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm too curious. And you desperately need it. Uh, also, real quick, just want to give a shout out to, we started playing Rogue Theory as a, a game that you can play interactively on our Discord, and it's time to uh, crown a quick winner. So we picked three patrons to pitch their rogue theory on how the mutants will be introduced in the MCU. Uh, and Danny had a really good theory. Jan had a really good. Actually, everybody had really good theories. But with the votes and with the judges' vote, we actually uh, have our boy Under Siege, Under Siege coming through because his theory, I think, was probably the one we'd never heard before. Mm. And it's the idea that Scarlet Witch is going to encounter a bunch of Dimension travels in her WandaVision uh, story. Mm-hmm. And she's going to encounter a Dimension where Mutants are the heroes that have okay. been saving the day and doing everything, but they're all being oppressed and they're being killed in that oh. dimension. And so with potentially the help of Doctor Strange, she actually becomes their savior oh. and brings them all yeah. back over to our dimension. But what she doesn't realize is that 
she's also bringing bad mutants along too. Mm. And that's how mutants suddenly show up, but get to keep their backstories of being Holocaust right. survivors yeah. and uh, soldiers. Uh, guys, you can also play Rogue Theory interactively. Uh, congrats to Under Siege. Uh, all you got to do is become a patron and uh, join our Discord, and yeah. we play every week, and we'll announce your theory on the show if you win. Guys, it's time to move on, and we're talking Westworld. You guys yes. see it? Nod. Just sit, just stare blankly uh -huh. if you did. Uh, be in a half blink if you can, if you uh, if you did see it. Thanks, Marina. <laughs> Great. All right. So uh, did you watch all the way through to the post credit scene? Oh, yes, I did. Okay. I, I, do I think a lot everything. of people, yeah, a lot of yeah. people missed this. The the episode, spoiler, if you haven't seen it yet, I'll give you a moment there. Great. It ends with them showing what we can only guess is maybe War World, where Maeve wakes up and it looks like, is it maybe Nazi-occupied France or something? Uh, but we definitely seem like we're right in the middle of World War II with Nazis around, which implies the Holocaust is happening in that mm -hmm. world, which means there's a really messed up world. I mean, as messed up as all these worlds are, that rich people are going to to just spend money to pretend that they're living in. It's like a fantasy reality for well, them. Well, and then just like you can choose to be a white hat or a black hat in, in Westworld, oh, yeah. you can play as an allied soldier or a Nazi and yeah. do all these horrible things yourself. Of course you can, because that's the world that they're in and yeah. the world we're in. So uh, here's a question. What's a worse world that I want you guys to pitch me? Because apparently they just keep adding worlds, So and they're going to add more, I bet. Pitch me another world they're probably going to add that's even worse maybe than War World, maybe more offensive. Okay, um, forgive me because what I'm about to pitch is really, really messed up. But this is a world where you can play as a Nazi. So, sorry, Tommy. So, why not? His eyes. <laughs> so, this is also presumably a world where, like, terrorism has happened. Mm -hmm. So, what if, like, one of the worlds of Westworld is, like, a 9-11 world where you can play as a terrorist or oh. you can play as someone who died on 9-11, a first responder. Oh my God, or someone on a plane. Or someone on the plane. Oh God. And they, they're in these scenarios and you can try to like prevent this horrible thing from happening or either way you're doomed and each day begins it's like a countdown and it's just like an hour or two hours at a time from the moment you get on the plane or the moment you go into like work. Like an episode of 24. At, at the World Trade Center, yeah. Holy crap. I mean, you got to imagine if they would be okay with playing as a Nazi, they would totally be okay with giving you that horrible, awful scenario to, to reenact. I know I asked for this. I know I, I set you up for that. But I think the only way we can move forward is, Eric, give me one of your rogies, and I will replace it with a quarter rogie. You just lost three quarters of rogue. Why did I lose it? <laughs> because there's no way you can bring up these things and, uh, and, and gain points. I can't do that. Then uh, hate the game, not the player. I'm, I'm make the game. <laughs> so hate yourself. <laughs> okay, I I already do, uh, and I hate myself for asking this. Um, that's so offensive. But what I do like is the wish fulfillment. There mm -hmm. is accurate to the world of like, man. You, I mean, okay, this is so crazy to admit, but I feel like most people probably have wondered what would I do if I was in that plane. Exactly. Or how many people did scenarios? we hear saying like, okay, if I was there, I'd get my bro. We'd go up there. We'd charge the cockpit. We'd yeah, your mom was that saying happen. that constantly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my Nancy. mom talks at the deepest. <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would get your bro and my uh, bro. Or like the amount of time where people think like the see something, say something. Like if I were there, I would step in See front of the do something i would tackle yeah. the guy or i would take his suitcase and i would throw it into a river you know yeah. like so now you can try that big shot see if you're you do any better yes. really it's a whole lesson to the it's like a black mirror lesson like 
you you wouldn't do any better than the people who were caught in that situation. Yeah. So stop talking. And I don't know why, but the pilot is Sully too. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> it's like now you saved it from the terrorists, but we're crashing into the Hudson. Your dumb memories merging memories events. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, uh, let's try uh, Marina. Um, just because I need you to get that look off your face. <laughs> uh, Marina, what offensive world will they probably maybe add to Westworld? Hey guys, guess where we are? My closet. <gasps> okay, so the most the messed up place world. that we in the closet, could go you're in, the closet the whole time. in Westworld, the most messed up world that they could build uh, for people to go into, in my opinion, would be Slavery World. That's mm, super yeah. Or also like Trail of Tears oh, yeah. World, which is basically anywhere in the United States prior to becoming a country. <laughs> like just we just massacred everybody. And I don't want to see that. OK, because we already saw it in our own history and we don't need to relive that again. But that's pretty much the most messed up place you can be. Um, the only good thing about that world that I would say is that. Uh, you know, like white people could go back into like slavery world and pretend that they were one of the good guys, mm, uh, or that they'd be one of the good guys, um, and like free the slaves and all that. Uh, and if you're black or anybody else or anybody really, you could just like shoot go slave oh, yeah. Yeah, and just sure. like set everything on fire, and that would be pretty sick. <clears throat> oh no, Marina, this is why she can't come in. Um, I feel like somehow she managed to bring it up without offending me, I guess. so. <laughs> Whereas you know, I seemed a little too excited about yeah, 9-11 exactly. World. <laughs> she immediately said, I would not want she, that to she's exist. She's like, I don't want these to happen. Yeah. So I'm going to give her, and she also gave a lot uh, in there. So one Rogie, uh, in addition to, to her stack. Um, I, I like Django. Yeah, that idea option. sounds very plausible. Yeah, because you gotta think the Wild West just was like a couple decades after. Yeah, it's the it, Civil War. Westworld's world is already set in yeah. probably like the 1860s, 1870s. Yeah. So uh, there still is kind of some Trail of Tears energy in the yeah, show absolutely. too. Yeah, Tommy, I see you glaring at me once more. Uh, Tommy, take take it easy. You might lose the one rookie you have, uh, but try not to offend us too hard. But what is the world that they're gonna add to Westworld? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, wow. Great theories, everyone. Wow. That was really something for Spider-Man, for sure. Well, either way, we do ago. know it's going to be insane. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, great question, too. Saw the season premiere of Westworld. Still don't understand what's going on. Probably wasted 40 hours of my life watching that show, and it's just one big, huh? You was supposed to be at the work. end of it for me, but I do like Marshawn Lynch. Former Buffalo Bill, Beast Mode, we love you, Skittle Mode. Thank you for going to Dave and Buster's in Buffalo and enjoying our women. Anyway, uh, so Westworld, what do I think the most effed up, I have to say effed up because my nephews are in the next room, uh, park could be, uh, let's see here, probably my parents getting divorced again. But if not that, then I would say... It's a whole world uh, of that. <laughs> for me, the most effed up park would be uh, you go... And there are members of your family and you watch them. Uh, you have to try and medically save them. So it's like a doctor fantasy park, but they all have uh, either infectious diseases, topical or uh, yeah, illnesses. Uh, and you're working with a medical team to save them and you watch them slowly uh, deteriorate until they die. Follow up question. Why am I thinking about that? I don't know, Philip. Maybe it's the global pandemic. Can you just hand me a few rogies right now? We're all struggling. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's a sick rogie for you. <laughs> that, His that... is more tragic and uh, too soon than mine is. Yeah, but he wasn't excited about it. 
Also, though, his world sounds terrible. Where it's just like, all right, back to the lab. We're trying to find a cure constantly. I've done an escape room that's kind of that thing before where there's like an outbreak and you have an hour to figure out. We didn't even get to the second room. <laughs> what a lame business. But my buddy opened up a bottle, a prop vial of blood and spilled it all over his hands. <laughs> We're like, you're really going to get sick. Oh, this is like that time that uh, our other friend uh, tried a little bit of pepper spray and a napkin in a restaurant and they had to clear the whole restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's hear him again in a tweet. If you think War World and playing as a Nazi's too soon, wait till you get to play the head of Al Qaeda as he flies into one of the towers. Westworld season three. You get to play as the head of Al Qaeda. Yeah, if you're a monster. You made it. I guess I was already. I already took points away, so you just <laughs> leaned into it. <laughs> I didn't want to give it to you in a tweet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude. Uh, hey, what's up, can man? you give us Marina's theory in a tweet for Westworld? Slave rebellion. What the hell, yet? I pay a gullion to watch that rebellion. Slaves become the masters with their big blasters. That's not a dick joke. Have a good one. What's a rebellion? That's like a rebellion. <laughs> it's oh. like a word that rhymes with rebellion. Yeah. But it means round. That's right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, thanks for doing Marina's uh, theory. And then for your theory, uh, your oh. Westworld theory. Save your family. God damnly. Seems important to find the shortened way for the illness to end. No, nah, I'm not feeling Westworld. that one. <laughs> I thought it was great. Nah, nah dog. Nah, dog. <laughs> uh, thanks to Tommy for helping out with that. Uh, and he'll get a little quarter rogi for his extra uh, yeah. effort. Guys, it's time for Rogue Questions. Ooh. You ready? Guys, so some excitement. All right. Uh, <laughs> Marina, calm down. I know you're hungry. Cats and Rambo Last Blood were the big winners at last at this year's Razzie Awards. <laughs> what badass action movie line would Rambo say right after killing one of the cats from Cats? <laughs> old Deuteronomy, uh, as I quote from old, the book of Deuteronomy, the path of the righteous man is beset by bang, 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 bang. <laughs> I don't know how it goes. Is that a reference to cats? It's a reference to cats. Pulp and Fiction. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> and and if you look real close, it's a reference to adaptation. The Bible. Oh, no. Uh, uh, nice. Tommy, what do you got? Hey, when I first fought Mr. Mistopheles, the truth is, y'all didn't like me very much. But then I met Mungo Jerry, <laughs> and y'all didn't like me neither. <laughs> but if I can change, you could change. Maybe we can all change. It's being inspirational. <laughs> but not Skimble Shanks. He's a rat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. Good. All right. And Tommy. Marina. Okay. Uh, Rambo kills a cat. And then he goes, um, uh, uh, look who's dead. Meow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was tickled enough. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give you that. Eric. You give the rogie for being my partner here and uh, touching these blocks uh, with a bare hand, like a <laughs> with a bare hand with a bear claw. Mm. <laughs> uh, guys, as the back wall message board says, we all have to wash our hands. Give me your best impression of an MCU character making a hand washing PSA. Great. Uh, I'm gonna do uh, Star Lord Peter Quill from the first Guardians. 
Hey, hey, <laughs> what's the matter with your hands, hands? And the speed along, speed along. Come and get some soap. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, that's a rogue. <laughs> yeah. uh, Marina, what do you got? Okay, one more cat pun. Uh, Damn it. <laughs> and then he goes, you, he goes, he kills a cat. And he goes, you've got to be kidding me. Okay, real question number two. Uh, uh, my character is Nick Fury, okay, but it really it's just Sam Jackson, and he goes, he goes, get these motherfucking germs off these motherfucking hands. That's a school PSA message for for <laughs> children. Uh, Nick Fury, solid. Uh, and then Tommy, what do you got? Question of an MCU character washing their hands. I'm gonna do Thanos. Mm. Wash your hands or I'll be pissed. <laughs> I'll snap my fingers. Half of you will be dismissed. It's all about some balance. Put soap in half your hand. <laughs> then wash no it water. with the other half. This disease will come to an end. <laughs> beautiful that's beautiful tommy has a whatever this is uh, it's a silver quarter rogi which i believe is half of one rogi uh and then marina you lose a quarter rogi for doing another cat pun uh but uh you can still come back on rogue question number three okay a stock analyst pointed out this week that since the market crash apple can now afford to technically buy disney outright give me your best plea for mercy from our new corporate masters at apple slash disney all right, let's start with Marina. Okay, Rogue, question number three. Uh, this is my plea to our Apple Disney overlords. Uh, okay, fine. I'll subscribe to Apple TV. <laughs> and Tommy? Mickey, ghost of Steve Jobs. It's your boy Tommy B. Tommy <laughs> Bizzle. Big Daddy Big Bucks. Buffalo Bill Bandit. Josh Allen Super Fan. Bruce Smith Apologizer. Uh... <laughs> Please, 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 please don't hurt me. I've owned an iPod, an iPad, an iMac. Uh, probably pieces of medical devices in my body made by Apple. <laughs> Disney, what can I say about you guys? I've been to Disney World seven times. Liked it six times. One time I had a cold. Maybe a coronavirus. We don't know. Is that too hot for TV? What do you want from me? Great. <laughs> Eric? Um, I'm going to make my plea to our overlords as... Uh, Kent Brockman would on The Simpsons. And I, for one, welcome our new Apple Disney overlords, and I would like to remind them that as a somewhat but not really famous YouTube personality, I can be useful in helping round up other <laughs> mind slaves to toil in your Foxconn factories and your underground Disney endless bottomless pits. Yay! Uh, Eric appealing to the Simpsons once again. Another uh, Rogi only Rogi awarded for that round. And Eric, you destroyed this episode! Yeah. You did so yeah. well! Oh god! Marina, run! Oh sh Wait, you stand tall, Marina! You stand tall! That's uh uh this is one of your highest point totals yet. Four and a quarter uh, uh rogies for Eric, two point seven five for Tommy, and two for Marina. Better luck next time. But you guys are welcome back unless you get sick. Uh, all right, Eric. Uh, and uh, you're our, our big winner, so you can tell us our your wish. Well, my wish has always been for the obvious romantic tension that is here every week at this table 
between Tommy and Marina to Ooh. come to uh, fruition. I'm going to make them kiss. I've always loved you, Tommy. I've always loved you, Marina. And I get to watch. Thank you for watching this episode of Rogue Theory. Uh, you're going out on a limb with us. We're going out on a limb. Uh, we're all feeling real weird right now, but we're getting kind of loopy because it's, uh, you know, cabin fever time, and it's going to get weirder, I think. And we've inhaled a lot of sanitizer. <laughs> more more Rogue, some yeah. lice on our lungs. Uh, that's how you keep them healthy. But, guys, thank you so much for going Rogue with us. Remember, Rogue Theory is also a podcast that you can uh, download. Please check out BlueChew.com. They're, yeah. they're our first sponsors for Rogue Theory in the long time and they're real they're a real good one for for what you got uh it's one of the old do you just fart rising. <laughs> it's one of the only things you're allowed to do right now while you're in quarantine with someone who is wrapped in plastic and sanitizer uh uh guys where can we find you uh at marina mastros uh on twitter uh and instagram i think uh uh gino's west Gino. east <laughs> Gina's East on Riverside uh, Drive. On Riverside Drive. Uh, at Tommy but not Bechtold. right now, probably, unless yeah. you get a takeout. Yeah, it's probably close. Uh, and uh, Eric, what do we have going on this week? Um, we're doing, we're launching a new rewatch series of the Infinity Saga. You know, we got to do something to, to spend yeah, this time. cool. So we're going to look at some things, some uh, beyond just the normal comic book references that we've talked about in plenty of videos before. There's like filmmaking details, ways they foreshadowed things in these past films that I'm really excited to dig back into. Great. So essentially read breakdowns uh, and what people can watch along. Yeah, you can watch along by uh, meeting up with us in Discord. So again, join our Discord server uh, by becoming a patron of New Rockstars at patreon.com slash New Rockstars. We're going to be watching along. We're going to announce details on when we're going to do it each week. Honestly, that'll last long enough, I think. Uh, hopefully for, for this, so I'll be uh, back to normal. Uh, you can find me uh, at Instagram and Twitter at Philip Molina. Uh, good luck out there. Stay safe. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>